Welcome to Light Church. We're so glad you could join us for this weekly message. We hope this message leaves you feeling inspired and equipped to be all that you were made to be. Holly, it is so good to see you all here. If this is your first time at Light Church, then a massive, massive welcome. And if this is home, then welcome back here. We're in week eight of our foundation series. We've been going through the book of Acts. Um, it's been so good so far. I think next week is our last week, which is mad. Week nine. Next week is our last week, and Daniel's going to be bringing that message. And I want to say a massive thank you to Daniel for the teaching that he's given us so far in this series. I know for me, I've been enjoying reading through the passages each week, but then coming and hearing the teaching that Daniel's brought has just been so good. And also Dan Cronin, when he came to bring his message too, it has been amazing. And I just want to encourage you this morning, if you've got a phone or a notebook, something that you can take notes on, I want to ask you to get that out because... um, I've written a few or at least have definitely one um, question for you this morning. And I think it'd be good for you to either write down that question or even write down your response um, to the question um, in the moment. Because even though Sunday mornings are like a really great place of us gathering together, encouragement and celebration, um, we're also about to open the Bible. We're also about to open up the Word of God. And when we do that, there is always going to be an opportunity for God to speak to you always. And I want us to be in a position this morning, and I want us to position ourselves correctly for that, because, I mean, this isn't the first time I've said it, if you've heard me speak before. I always say this, and I think I will forever say this, because I don't want any one of us to miss out on God speaking to to you this morning. Even if you're here and you're like, I don't even know if I believe in God. I don't even know if this is something that I'm into. Well, you're here, and He wants to speak to you. So let's make sure that we are... um, positioning ourselves ready for it. So like I said, we're going to be looking at the, um, the chapter 8 um, uh, from Acts. Oh, I'm a little bit nervous. I'm speaking really fast. I speak fast anyway, but I'm going to slow myself down. Um, I'm going to be reading from Acts 8, um, verses 4 to 13. And if you have a Bible, you can turn there, but I'm about to read it, so you can just listen in too. Um, it starts from verse 4. Those who have, had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. Philip went down to a city in Samaria and proclaimed the Messiah there. When the crowds heard Philip and saw the things he performed, they all paid close attention to what he said. For with shrieks, impure spirits came out of many, and many who were paralyzed or lame were healed. So there was great joy in the city. Now for some time, a man named Simon had practiced sorcery in the city and amazed all the people of Samaria. He boasted that he was someone great, and all the people, both high and low, gave him their attention and exclaimed, this man is rightly called the great power of God. They followed him because he had amazed them for a long time with his sorcery. But when they believed Philip as he proclaimed the good news of the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus, they were baptized, both men and women. Simon himself believed and was baptized, and he followed Philip everywhere, astonished by the great signs and miracles he saw. I'm going to pray. God, I just thank you that we can be here this morning, that we can open your word together, that we can um, see what happened in the early church. God, we can look at at what you did in the foundations of what we are sat in right now. God, I pray that we can learn um, from what has been before us, God, and we can learn so we can move forward in all that you're calling us to. Open our hearts 
um, to what you're saying today. Oh, man. Amazing. So as we just read in this passage, the early church were being persecuted. Um, and I think Daniel was talking about that a lot last week, about the fact that, um, yeah, the church was being persecuted. But then we see now in chapter 8, their response to this was to scatter. So in verses 1 to 4 that we just skip past, um, it says that the, the church scattered. And I think the word scattered sounds really nice, like scatter some flower petals here and scatter this there. But when we actually look at what's happening in this passage, um, the reality was that they were scattering because they were being hunted, that people were after them, that um, these are the people that maybe will be like on one, like most wanted posters around the place. Like this, this word scattered, don't think of it as a nice thing. Think of it as more like uh, they're being hunted, they're on the run, um, they're seeking safety in different places, they're, they are, they're probably filled with fear, really. And when I think about this, I just go, wow, that must have been a really, really horrible situation to be. In fact, I don't even know if I could be on the run, if I could... Um, like, how? How, how, are they, how are they able to do this? How are they... Um, able to sustain the, the willingness to run? Why don't they just, um, you, know, you know, play it cool? Like, yeah, yeah, it's all good. I'm not that guy. Like, no, they're going to go on the run and they're going to, as we see from verse four from Philip, it's like he continues to preach the gospel. So it's not like he's just running and then hiding somewhere, but he's running and continuing to risk his life by sharing his stories and his experiences of Jesus. And that is why they are able to, because he's experienced Jesus. And he's got stories of what Jesus has done for him. And they knew and they had met Jesus and he changed everything. And as I looked over um, Acts 8, as I was preparing, as I was thinking about what God is wanting to speak to us this morning, I really came to this phrase that there is still purpose and God can still use you despite the circumstances that you find yourself in. Thinking about this word purpose, um, I liked um, the verses um, four to eight here for this, um, where we're talking about um, Philip as he is, um, he's just moved somewhere and he's sharing the gospel. And he's talking about what Jesus has done for him, what he's experienced, the things that he's seen whilst Jesus was around. And he was in this living relationship with Jesus. He was in a personal relationship with him, like me and you would be in a relationship. And when you think about that, it's like, okay, that's kind of easy to explain because you've experienced it. But we still have the same ability to experience a living relationship with Jesus too. And that is what they were able to do because he could tell people what he'd done for them. And so now he's in this place, he's um, sharing Jesus, what he'd done um, for them. And he did that despite the circumstances he found himself in. So we're talking about purpose here. Despite this, the circumstances he found himself in, on the run, in this new place, probably never been to before, no one else knew what he'd just experienced, talking about something that to everyone else is like, where did this come from? Despite the circumstances, he still shared Jesus. He still continued to share the message. And he had the ability to do that still. And I just want to encourage you this morning. I don't know if you maybe find yourself in a situation that isn't what you thought it would be. I'm pretty sure Philip didn't think he was going to be in this situation either. I'm pretty sure him and the disciples like, yeah, we're a team. Let's go on mission together. Let's, the, 
like, we'll get a few people here and there and we'll build on this and this is what we're going to do. But that's not what happened. They had to scatter. They had to go on the run. They had to go off into these different places. And that's probably not the plan that they had in their mind for it. That's not what they had thought, okay, this is how it's going to go. And you know when you end up in that situation, you're like, oh, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. And I want to just encourage you that that doesn't, just because you're not in the position that you thought you were going to be in, doesn't mean that it's not still, like, got the ability for God to use it. That was a really weird way of saying what I wanted to say. Just because you're in the situation that you are in, just because you're feeling discounted about having purpose in God's plan, doesn't mean that you've still got it. Or maybe you've gone through something and it doesn't feel like there could be anything past this point and you've ended up in a situation you're like, I don't know if I can see past this or how what I've experienced or what I've been through that anything can be done past this point. You kind of feel like you're at the end of the road. Maybe you just don't feel like you've got anything to offer. You're like, I mean, I've heard about what you say and I've heard that there's this guy called Jesus and there's a God who loves me. We just sung this morning about this God. Well, like, I don't think I've got anything to offer to this. I'm, there's not really much going on with me. I've not really got many, like, skills. Um, I mean, the way I've lived my life so far, I don't know if it's, it's worth it. Like, I don't think I've got anything to offer. Well, I just want to let you know this morning that God has put something inside each and every one of us. He's put a calling inside of you. He's put a purpose inside of you. There's a future inside of you. And there's gifts very specific to you as well. These aren't just general things like we are, we're all in categories here. These are very specific gifts that he's given you and very specific purposes. And he wants to be in relationship with you in this as well. He wants to be in a living relationship, like we said before, just like with the disciples, just like he had with Philip. He wants to be in that living re- relationship with you. And when we're in our purpose with Jesus, when we are um, living in this living relationship with him, all those things and all those feelings that we have of like, I don't think I'm good enough. I don't know if there's any, like how I could have anything inside of me that God would want to use. I don't even know why God would want to be in relationship with me. Well, when we're in relationship with Jesus, let me tell you something. I've been listening to a couple songs recently. I love songs. Um, And it just talks about the power of the name of Jesus. And and when we talk about like the name of Jesus, Daniel actually said it a couple of weeks ago, it's not the, the name of Jesus. It's like what the name represents and what it represents. And I want to let you know this morning that Jesus is hope. Jesus is peace. Jesus is joy. And Jesus is love. Now that's hope. That's hope for your situation. That's hope for your family. That's hope for your health. And that's hope for your marriage those situations that you're in. And he's peace. He's a peace that transcends all understanding, all those fears, those anxieties, whatever is going on that's stealing your peace, he is your peace. Jesus is your joy for your mourning, for your loss. This joy is a sustainer for you. When maybe happiness just isn't there, his joy will be there for you. And Jesus' love one that compares to none other you've experienced. And this is the story that we hear Philip preaching about in this, when he first moves to this area. He's preaching about this story of the life, death, and resurrection, the sacrifice that Jesus made for us, the story of God's sacrifice for me and for you. So we have access to this. So we have access to this hope, to this peace, to this joy, and this love. It's available for us all. 
The other thing I, I saw in this passage as we move on to kind of like that second section as we meet this guy called Simon is our perspective on what Jesus did for us, our perspective on the gospel. So from verses 9 to 12, I'll read it again. It says, Now for some time a man named Simon had practiced sorcery in the city and amazed all the people of Samaria. He boasted that he was someone great, and all the people, both high and low, gave him their attention and exclaimed, This man is rightly called the great power of God. They followed him because he had amazed them for a long time with his sorcery. But when he, they believed Philip, as he proclaimed the good news of the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus, they were baptized, both men and women. Simon himself believed and was baptized, and he followed Philip everywhere, astonished by the great signs and miracles he saw. At the beginning of this passage, we see that they were in awe of Simon and his sorcery. In fact, they were so in awe of this guy, Simon, that they called him, this man is rightly called the great power of God. Like they had no other way to describe what they were seeing. Like this is what they thought of him. But when Philip spoke, when he spoke about the life, death and resurrection of Jesus, suddenly that became irrelevant and they couldn't get enough of what Philip was talking about. In 2 Corinthians 4.18, it says, As we look not to the things that are seen, but the things that are unseen. For the things that are, that are seen to be transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. So we see this, this guy, Simon, um, doing this sorcery. So in this time, it's kind of like he's doing like magic tricks, basically. That's kind of how I'm going to summarize it. He's doing magic tricks. He's doing these great um, elaborate um, display of... Mm, Things. I could imagine things disappearing, people being like, whoa, whoa. That is me when I watch a magic trick. I am like, I find magic tricks so funny. Um, and I think magic's quite fun because it's quite a show. It's quite um, over the top and it does, it draws you in because you're like, oh, what's going on here? How could that possibly even happen? Like, wait, that doesn't make sense. And you want to figure it out. It has a bit of an intrigue to it. So we've got Simon here, like doing all these things. And then we've got Philip over to the other side and he's like, I've got a guy called Jesus, and I need to tell them about him. It's a real simple story. There's not much, like, like, like flair to it, like there is with this guy. Like, oh, that would be quite like nerve-wracking, really, to like come in and be like, this. There's this guy called Jesus, and this is what he did for you, um, compared to um, Simon's display. And it might make you feel like, oh, this maybe this isn't as great as I thought it was. And I think sometimes, maybe in our lives, um, we feel the same way about the message that we've got to share with people. If you know Jesus and you've, you are walking in relationship with him and you are wanting to share the story about what he's done in your life, and you might feel like, this, this sounds really like simple. I, like, I think I said it the other week. It's, it's really, really simple. In fact, it's so overwhelmingly simple what Jesus did for us and how accessible it is to be in relationship with him that compared to something that's got all this intrigue, this mystery, this like wow factor, it can be kind of intimidating. And I know right now, so many people are so open to talking about spirituality. Um, I see it everywhere. There's so many things that people are trying to mix together and create. It's quite... Um, like with crystals and like horoscopes. There's so many things that people are so like happy to talk about openly that sometimes when we look at what we've got and it's just a story of Jesus and how he came down and lived life, um, a human life as fully God, fully man, and then went and sacrificed his life for us and 
three days later rose again, it can kind of seem a bit, wait, that, that's all, whereas there's all this drama going on here. But I, I wonder, if, is that why? Is that why we are, are fearful to like boldly talk about what Jesus has done for us, to talk about our faith, to talk about our life? Or maybe there's another reason this morning that you're fearful of talking about what Jesus has done for you. But we need to change our perspective on the story of Jesus because it can't be compared or competed with. It, like I said, it's not even on our level of understanding. Like It's just so simple. Um, and in doing so, in us being so confident in what Jesus has done for us, in the story of Jesus and who he is, we'll be able to change other people's perspective on who Jesus is and also the future that he's put inside of them. It says in Romans 1, 16, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first the Jew and the Gentile. That's right. The gospel is so powerful. The story of Jesus, what he did for us, the sacrifice that was made. I don't know. Have you ever felt nervous or afraid or ashamed of the gospel? It's not as scary as it sounds. It's like, preach the gospel, share the gospel. I feel, personally, I think it sounds really intimidating. I mean, I know when I get asked to speak here, I get very overwhelmed and I'm very nervous because I know how important it is of what this means to share about what God is doing, what he's speaking, and um, it can be quite overwhelming. But it's when we share what God has done, when we share and preach the gospel, share the gospel, we're just talking about what Jesus did on the cross. And our story is a result of that. And when I say this, um, I'm meaning that you need to share your experience of what God has done in your life. And be genuine, be authentic, and be intimate. Um, I know as well, like we gather here on a Sunday morning and it can be quite easy for us to be like, oh, if I could just get my friend to come to church, if I could just get them in this room, then they can experience it. But these, obviously, I mean, we're not, this isn't even a church building, guys. Like, we are able to take what God has given us. We are able to take the, the message of Jesus everywhere we go. Just like we've seen here. Just like we've seen in the story that, that the gospel, like, that the disciples were scattered. Just as we go out from here today into our worlds, into our lives, we are scattered. We get to take the hope for people's situations, for their families, for their health and their marriages. We get to take the peace, that peace that transcends all understanding for their fears, their anxieties, and whatever's stealing their peace. We get to take the joy, the joy for their mourning, for their loss, for their situations. And we get to take the love that compares to no other. I'm going to invite the band up. Um... And maybe, I just want to ask, this is like my main question for you. Like, so if you were ready to take notes, here's the question. Who is Jesus to you? Take a moment, think about it. Do you know him? What is your experience of him? Well, I'm going to tell you who I know Jesus to be through what I know from the Bible where it says um, 
In John 15, 13, greater love has no one than this, than to lay down his life for his friend. Jesus is to me a friend. He met me when I needed him most. He gave me intimacy and security when I was feeling alone and vulnerable. He knew me and accepted me when I felt like I needed to be something other than who I truly am. And I'm thankful for the fact that he sacrificed his life for me to have a way back to the Father. There's been so many times in my life where I found myself in situations like, I have great friends. I have a great family. I have a great husband. And with all of that, there are still times when I find myself alone. There are still times when I feel like, who do I need to be in this moment? Who, like, what do I need to do? And I just have to take myself back to Jesus and just spend time with him. I love to read stories of who Jesus was and what he did and how he lived his life. I love to remember that he is my joy, my peace, my hope, and my love. You've been listening to a weekly message from Light Church. If you would like any more information, you can find us online or on social media. Thanks for listening.